three, two, one. Did you see that um, that video on Facebook of someone just recording at the train station? station, Just going fucking and someone's like dubbing the fucking oos, oos, cunt. Yeah, yeah. Love that shit, man. I fucking love that shit. The original oos for me was um, the Marge Simpson one of which she's doing like the big uppercut. The uppercut, yeah. Yeah. So there was a a UFC fight recently where – uh, a fighter called Derek Lewis. Some guy's like trying to shoot in for the takedown and he's just fucking uppercutted him uh, on the way in and like knocked him out before he even hit the floor. The dude was a foot off the floor as he's been uppercutted. No shit. And he was already out before he hit yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, that was one of the first memes that come out was like that Marge <laughs> thing being like Derek Lewis as uh, Curtis Blades goes in for the takedown. It was just her doing that's that sick, thing. That's sick, that's sick. So funny, man, so funny. Oh. So, okay. what's going on? Uh, the... the uh, not much, man. We had a week off again. We've had a couple of weeks off this year. We've been a bit, uh, a bit, a bit spor- more sporadic than what we were in the first uh, thirty eps or whatever. What are we Mate. up to? We're up to thirty-two. I don't even know what the fuck. We're even, up to yeah, that, we're kind of finally getting away from that. Zero, I'm from zero the numbers computer. now. It's just like, yeah. It's just like, at episode. what point do you stop? Like, you stop counting. I can't numbers. believe ep zero zero is still fucking getting. Is it really still getting listens? Still man. Getting I haven't plays. checked in a couple of weeks, but the last time I checked, Shit. it was still. Still one of our highest ever. I'm going to go back and listen to that just for the pure cringe factor. I can't factor. do it, dude. I can't. Oh. I reckon my, my voice would be so you, smoky. You know what? You know what? Let, let's remove it from Spotify and sell it as an NFT. Oh, fuck you, dude. It's, everything is fucking... <laughs> everything is fucking crypto investments with you right now. <laughs> everything. We're going to like start just talking in zeros and ones. Start just talking So that it can be converted to binary and sold as an NFT. <laughs> oh, I just ruined the fucking... It's not even going to properly do it now. Oh, still had a good crack. It's not bad. Missed the fizz. Hopefully the fizz got picked up in the background. Yeah, maybe maybe we can find a way to, to amplify the fizz. Amplify the fizz before the crack. Yeah. So what's that going on? Like- what's new What's new, What's new? new in J-Man Town? Before we dive in deep to this uh, mental health mansion number four. It's, it's three. We've only done three. We've only done two. One, two full mental. Like we've, we've, we've dabbled in a couple of episodes, but we haven't dedicated an episode to it for a while. So I think that's why we wanted to. It's time to get uh, back to dip it. a ball in, but um, yeah, no, not much, man. Just been doing some shows, and um, obviously, uh, for for everyone listening, I think we've mentioned obviously you were moving house recently, which is which were through last missed week spanner in the works, and then yeah, last week it was my little one's birthday, and I was just work's been fucking crazy, man. Oh which we'll, yeah, we'll get I feel you. Stuck into in a minute, but um, yeah, that's pretty much been it, man. Yeah, had my little one's birthday, done some shows, um. Yeah, not not much else other than that. Just been smashing some Xbox and still little playing, one, uh, um, Winnie. Is it Smite? Yeah, still playing Smite, but I, because like Game Pass on Xbox, you just get so much shit, yeah. and like you get like there's over like nearly two hundred games or something on there. True. Um, you just get it in your subs- like you pay like I pay like fifteen something dollars a month, and I get all of those plus my online subscription to play online games. Oh, killer! So I've just been running through different ones of that, and because Winnie. Uh, loves his fucking Nintendo Switch, man. Like, he's all about oh, Mario yeah. everything at the moment. Fucking oath. Me so too, So smashing Mario. Like, that new Super Mario 3D world came out. Mm. But it's so cool because you can, like, play... You play all at the same time. So, like, you go through the levels together. Oh, dude. So, it's not like, you know, first person does it and you wait for him and then if so he what, dies... So, you just, you just use the blue and the red controllers? And then we've got a Pro... We bought a uh, Switch Pro as well. Like, one of a full, oh, like, okay. PlayStation-looking controller oh, or Xbox-looking cool. controller. And so the two red ones and that one means me, him, and and mum can oh, uh, all rad. play together. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so we've been smashing that. And he's pretty good for a, for a just yeah. turn four last week. Like Fucking oath, he's man. got um 
We also play on Xbox, we play Minecraft Dungeons, which is like, you've never played Diablo or anything, have you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. it's like Diablo but Minecraft. But okay. it's hell like more kid friendly. So there's not so much like hecticness, yeah. you know. Yeah, you yeah. get a sword, you get a shield, and then you find different swords and different bows and shit like that. And yeah, um, yeah and he fucking loves And he's pretty good at it. Like sometimes I got to get him to like, pay attention to what we're doing and not just like shoot arrows at a wall. Yeah. But like yeah. when he's in the zone, man, yeah, he does pretty well yeah. for it. Like it's literally give it like a year and he'll be like, he'll be slammed, dude. Yeah. Well, like well, I remember because I started playing like Super Mario Brothers 1, 2, and 3 on the original Nintendo when I was four. That's when I started playing. True, true. So true. And I used to be okay at it back then. Yeah. Um. So I guess, yeah, at that I age. It would have been six when I started like started playing Sega, which is my first console. Yeah. Started playing. I had like FIFA 94. And uh, Sonic 2. He just got Sonic uh, Legends or something, which is like the OG Sonic games in Real. a Nintendo Switch game. No shit. And it's not been it's not being redone or whatever. Like it's How the fuck it's did full Nintendo original. Get Sonic. Because uh, Se- Sega just sells games to consoles now. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. I thought Sega fucking went under, bro. Well, they, I think they did. Like Sega. Well, Sega like console went under. Yeah. But they've still been developing games. Like, there's some right. massive games that Sega still makes that I can't think off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, so all this, like, Sonic licensing and that, Nintendo have had a fair, I think they own all the Sonic stuff. Yeah. Because you know how they do, like, Mario and Sonic Olympics and those kind of things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, but then other stuff like uh, Sonic games have been put on Xbox and stuff in classic things. They just basically try and make money where they can. Yeah, right. Them. Do they have Street Fighter? Street Fighter. Do you know Street Fighter? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't know fucking Street Fighter. Street Fighter. But yeah, that like Street Fighter's popped up on Xboxes and so you can buy like yeah. uh, Street Fighter XL, whatever the fuck it's called, on Xbox and shit like that. Yeah, okay. So they just basically ported them to other consoles because the last Sega console was a Dreamcast. Fuck, I had one yeah, of those as well, too. bro. I so, never, I never actually got to play a Dreamcast at all. So Dreamcast was dope because a you didn't have to chip them, right? Yeah, yeah. You would get like a boot disc, which basically chipped it. By, so you'd you'd you could hire games from fucking Civic or Video Easy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Burn them to a disc, and they were only on disc back then before DVD and whatever. So burn it to a CD, put the boot disc in first, then take the boot disc out and put the burnt copy in, and it would just work. Oh no, shit, that's good. So there was no hardware altering whatsoever. But like the Dreamcast had better graphics than the PS2. Really? Like the the Dreamcast had really? better graphic games than the PS2. I mean, I just got my um, PS2 cheap to fuck. Yeah, and so did we. But yeah. um, the the Dreamcast had better graphics in some of their games than the PS2. The problem was they just didn't have enough games, and the yeah. consoles had other issues. Nowadays, and, it's all about PC. Have you heard about Stardew Valley? No, I've well, I've heard a little bit. Yeah, I've heard hell kinds of froth on that game. Yeah, I've heard heaps of people getting around it. Lizzie loves playing Star Stardew Valley. She's all yep. about it. Far- is it farming? Former. Is it farming? It's farming, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, speaking Looks of farming, well, there's a new, there's a new, uh, did you ever play Harvest Moon? Yeah, so the, oh, I, I like fucking used to throw Harvest Moon. Yeah, right. Like you full like have a little farm and you fucking plant all your seeds and shit yeah. and you got to like go with your little watering can and whatever and water them all. And when it rains, you're like, fuck yeah, I don't have to water them today. Oh, sick, sick. And like That's you wait cool. for them to grow, pluck them, go to the market, sell them. Yeah. And then like use that money to like upgrade your barn, get a fucking cow in there, start getting milk from the cow. Like That's you just build this farm up. Yeah, it's a hell killer. slow like... And it's not like there's like those Farmville games and whatever, they're all like pay to win, like where whereas this is like a game that's literally built around, you know, you can't just you especially can't, the old you ones. You can't buy your way in. No, you yeah, literally had yeah. to fucking build that's the good shit though, up. That's good though, man. That's good. 
Um, That's good. So, yeah, there's a new one that came out on the Switch, or it's coming out on the Switch. So I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. Harvest I'll get Moon. That. Yeah, new Harvest Moon. No shit. So, uh, That's cool. One of those weird games. Because I, I've got... I had one on the GameCube, bro. I've had every fucking console known to no man, shit. really. I don't think there's one that I actually missed. Yeah, yeah, you haven't missed a single console? No, shit. not missed a single console. Speaking of speaking, I of don't Sega. have a new one now. I don't have a next gen, but I'm oh, sure okay. I'll eventually yeah, I'm get sure them. Yeah, sure you get one. Um, but are, every console other than that, I've pretty much had, except for handheld ones. I never had a PSP. Oh, I did yeah, have a I Nintendo had a DS. I had a, I had a Game Boy Color. A PSP. Yeah, I did have a yeah, fuck yeah. That. I had a purple one. That was yeah, me too. See through purple. Nah, just the f- oh, just, just a, flat purple. Just a flat oh, mine was like see through. Yeah, those were killer. Yeah, speaking of um bloody Sega, so I got this app. I think I might have shown you on the weekend where you can like buy collectibles, right? And you can like put these collectibles in like augmented reality. Yep. So like, I I took I bought these bat these Batman figurines like first edition series one Batman figurines because I was like fuck it, this is like a new thing, and if in twenty fifty years time these Batmans could be treated the same way that they, you treat a holographic Charizard right now. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like, I'd like there's only like X amount of them and it uses blockchain to like say that's yours and no one can take it away unless you sell it. Yep. Um, and it was heaps interesting. I put like, the little Batman on the um, on top of the coffee machine over there and shit and like it's so cool. And one, um, and the, the app that I'm using, Vivi, uh, V-E-V-E, have got the license for Street Fighter... And um, Batman, like DC, and all that kind of stuff. So there's going to be some heaps of cool things, and soon they reckon they're going to have like um, interacting ones. So the next thing that is coming out is a DeLorean, right, from um, uh, Back to the Future, and they reckon that you, in augmented reality you'll be able to like have your DeLorean in your living room and shit, and you'll be able to like go in there, open the door, like go inside, and like turn the radio on, and all that kind of stuff, like in augmented reality. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's fucking insane. Put it in your driveway, take a photo of it, and yeah, show yeah, it, yeah. Got a fucking DeLorean. Yeah, yeah, that's killer. Yeah, there's gonna be so many cool augmented reality things. I think well, it'll get to a point where even sports becomes some more augmented reality because once we can get technology into like glasses like these, where it will project like perfectly, then what's what's different to you just sitting in your seat at home and like like you're at the game? Yeah. Well, Pokemon like, Go was a big one. That yeah, did yeah, yeah, yeah. Pokemon Go. Did you ever play it? Yeah, when it first came out, I used to be walking all around the neighborhood. Me, Erica, and Tommy were yeah. like walking all around fucking Andrews really? Farm, buddy, catching Pokemon and shit. And then I just got bored of it because back then you couldn't battle or anything. Oh, okay. So when you first got it, you literally oh, so you just caught them. You just caught them. Oh, that's that's and weird. like hashed that's eggs weird. and shit by walking around. Yeah. And okay. So as soon as the novelty of that wore off, and you yeah. kind of like caught all them, like, and they only had the first one fifty when it first came out as oh, well. Oh, okay. So like it was cool, and then it just got fucking boring. So I don't, I never really went back. But um, yeah. But yeah, like that same thing. You like, you know, you can pick a Pokemon, put it in AR, feed it fucking shit. That's cool. Or like, you can have AR even when you're catching Pokemon, so it looks like you're catching them in your fucking living room or whatever. True, that's cool, um, man. Yeah. So that was one of the first, like, I guess. Was games it buggy though brought... back then? No, it was pretty good. That's it was right. pretty oh, solid for um for a game when it initially released. But I mean, look, Pokemon, like Niantic or whatever it is, the company they make pretty fucking solid games. Even though I'm pretty sure that was like made by some other shifty company as well, but yeah, um, you know they. Uh, I don't remember too many Pokemon games coming out too buggy. You know they usually no, they the usually on product. Well, because it's Pokemon, you'd want to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. We've got a pretty big name to uh, oh, yeah. uphold. I want to get. I didn't realize that the the Pokemon on Switch, Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go Pikachu. Yeah, they are just 3D remasters of Pokemon Yellow. 
Oh, are they really? I had no idea. I saw it was some random off game. And now I want it hell bad because I fucking loved, like obviously red, blue and yellow, all the same storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With yellow, you start with a Pikachu and can catch all the other starters. And you can get Mew as well. Yeah. You can't get... I only had Pokemon Blue. I What did I start with? I think I had red. Yeah. Red was my favorite. Red is my favorite color. So Mm -hmm. I was like, fuck with red. Yeah. And then I had gold. Then I had Crystal, which was the same one, but it was like you could get everything. Yeah, crystal. yeah, yeah. I had um, Crystal as well. Crystal was one of my favourites. I had Gold um, and Silver, actually. Uh, yeah, they were they were sick. Those ones where you'd, you'd play for, through the whole Jodo, whatever it was, league, and then go back and do the original league yeah. as well. Like, they were catch all the, That was a long fucking awesome game. Have you got? Have you gotten hell deep into uh, Pokemon? You got Sword or Shield? Uh, I think I got Shield. You got Shield, yeah. Sword, okay. I don't even know. But, yeah, I haven't, I haven't finished it yet. Yeah. I smashed it when I first got it, and yeah. then I've just... Yeah, it's one of those things. I like. I've just got to fucking. There's just plays so many, so many games, so little time. That's exactly right, bro. I really don't have much time to fucking. I yeah. try to squeeze it in when I can, but um, I don't have don't have as much like I used to, man. Yeah, I was like a, when I was living with my housemate in Gawler, I was only there for, I was only there for just over a year, and in the time that I was living there, a game like Dota Two came out. While I was living there, when I first moved in, yeah, we were playing right. another. I've heard of that of before. That. Yeah, it's huge, huge. Yeah, okay. Um, and so in the time that I was living there, I and for a little while after, but not very long, because I pretty much stopped playing it after that. I played a thousand hours of this game. Wow! And balls now was deep. That's balls deep, bro. And now recently, there was a game called Overwatch that, like, I played with like Luke and Alan and shit. Probably, probably a few hours, like three or four nights a week. Yeah. And like, yeah. And it felt like I was playing a lot. Yeah. And after like two, three years of playing it, I'd only played for like 300 hours. Yeah. And no I was like, shit. how much fucking games did shit. I play at this a house? Thousand like, hours and how long? a thousand a hours in just over a year. I don't even know how many hours are in a fucking year. What's 360? You mean to ask months? Google? Yeah. How many hours are in a year? Let me fucking... How many hours are in a year? 8,760 hours. So out of 8,000 hours, I put 1,000 of them into a game. You spent one-eighth of your fucking year gaming. Now, I don't know know if maybe sitting in, like just having the game open and not actually playing it or being in menus or whatever, like maybe there was hours that came. And maybe it was probably longer than just over a year, but I'm not, because I've opened the game again recently. And because it's still in my same what Steam game was account, again, Dota 2. Oh, Dota 2. Right, right, right. Um, and I opened it again recently just to see like what it looks like these days. Um, and yeah, it came up in my different? Steam. Came up in my Steam as like 1,079 hours. Shit, was, that's chaos, man. It's insane, dude. That's chaos. That's, I mean, look, that was, and for half of that year as well, I had I was living with a missus. Yeah, and right. Then it, it, but the back half of that year when, when we broke up and it was just me. And oh, yeah. It, you know, it was a thousand hours in half a year, yeah, bro. That's me, what it was. When me and the housemate I was living with and like, dude, we we used to, we used to, um, uh, we had a mate that worked at Pizza Hut and after a certain amount of like, after like 10 p.m., he'd give us $2 pizzas. No shit. And we used to get this Using like, up the it old was a fucking, shit. it was a barbecue meat lovers with feta. Feta? Cheesy crust. <laughs> Oh, nice, yeah. And then yeah. fucking hollandaise sauce on top. Oh, fuck. Was this fucking... Crust. I haven't had cheese in like, ages. And me and my housemate were just like... And we, I'd, I'd I'd walk home from the train station and like we had this like deal where um, when we couldn't get him for cheap and we wanted him or whatever sometimes as well, like, I'd grab Woodstock on my way home from the train. He'd order the pizza for us at like 10 o'clock when we wanted pizza. 
And then we just sit there with fucking Woodstock and these people, like just the most bachelor fucking. Oh, really? I was like, I would have only been maybe 20, 19 or 20. No shit. And just eating these pizzas and just like the most just disgusting human them. beings. And like we both punished Durries as well. So like we would finish a game. And you weren't swinging the kettlebells. Um, Nah, nah. But I was still fucking way better shape than I am now. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I was young, man, you know, just yeah, you could put that true. shit away. It just didn't true. fucking matter, whereas everything hurts these days. Everything hurts. Um, but we we would, the amount, like, especially how expensive durries are now, like, this would have never happened. Yeah. But we would, like, finish a game, queue up for the next game, go outside to have a durry, light the durry, have, like, three drags. The game would pop. We'd just put our durry out and go and play. And then, like, we'd be sticking them in this, like, pot plant so you have like half finished durries like three quarter finished durries wow. like a thousand of them and now like, that, that that's almost like throwing gold down a fucking and like sink oh like me and years after that would have fucking gone back and smoked them all but i never never literally fucking touched one of these wow. like three quarter finished durries because i was earning decent money this when i was working at cgu yeah 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 and i was on like i'd come from hungry jacks to a full-time job at cgu yeah. i was paying a hundred dollars a week um, oh, fuck, and so it was just like I was just living the dream. Yeah. Um, and yeah, getting two dollar pizzas and fucking just eating fucking garbage like that cheaply. No shit. And like durries were like eleven dollars for a twenty two pack. So they've really, even, they've really, uh, they've been taxed. Heavy. I think ten years ago, man, like a twenty two pack now is like thirty something dollars. Whereas and I was getting they? for 11, 11, Yeah, I used to get, I used to get holiday blue twenty twos for eleven bucks for twenty two, so fifty cents for a smoke. Jesus. And now they're like 30, 40 bucks. For a, for a 22 pack, yeah. Fuck. And they're, they're, just, they're, they're just like, you know, what, you know what the funny thing is, is? If they actually fucking cared about your health, they just would have banned it. Well, so. Like they don't, like, so here's the thing. They, they know that they can tax it and make money from it. So they're not going to ban it. And they know that if they ban it, that it's, it's just going to like make a black market for it. Yeah. But it's just like, just what we think. They think there's not a black market for every other fucking drug out there. Yeah. And it's the most addictive thing. It is literally the most addictive thing. I don't. I know plenty of people that have done fucking hard shit. Yeah. And I want to do a whole. We won't do it tonight because I want to do a whole episode on addiction because of, of course, a yeah, fair, yeah bit of, fair bit of knowledge there to go into. But I got a lot of people that will tell you that cigarettes are the hardest things to kick after fucking putting heroin between their toes. Dude. Yeah. Like okay. that's that's heroin between their toes. Yeah. And black tar. And it was uh, you know obviously not as it's not as instantaneously soul and life destroying as what heroin is. Yeah, yeah. But they'll tell you in terms of what has been the hardest thing over an extended period of time. Because they're not so demonized, man. Yeah, I think, yeah, well, that's it. You know, you can just buy them at the fucking shops. and. But, yeah, it's the the the, the hold that they have on the average human who fucking gets stuck into it is crazy. Yeah, man. Um, oh, yeah, I've seen it firsthand. Yeah, that's it, man. I've still, you know, I've been, I've been trying to fucking get rid of them. Com- well... Trying, but not trying that hard. But, um, yeah. you know, as I said, well, before Winston was born, I was like, I'm not going to fucking be a full-time smoker anymore. And, yeah. I've, and I have stuck by that. But as soon as I have a beer or whatever, man, I'm like, I'll literally punch a fucking street walker for a fucking dairy right now. Like. <laughs> yeah, street walker? <laughs> Just a pedestrian. I'll punch a pedestrian. Uh, punch a pedestrian. A right now. All right, so should we go, should we, should we walk straight down the, the through the picket fence into the front door of the mental health mansion. Of the mental health mansion. You do like that name? I don't know if I was sold on the mental health mansion. You do like it? I think I, it's I good. like the mental health mansion. Cool. What so else? What, what else can we do? We could do the uh, uh, the, the what, clear mind corroboree. What's something that starts with F? Like a 
like a, like a place that starts with F. You know, it's like the mansion. Oh, you know, it's like a chateau, penthouse. Is there one that starts with F? Flat. <laughs> flat. <laughs> Let's walk into the feelings flat. Oh, the feelings flat. That's <laughs> feelings, great. Feeling flat. Oh, the flatbed of feelings. The flatbed of feelings. So the first thing that you've got here that we, we, we want to talk about is, is workplace mental health. Yeah. So, so I think we should definitely dip into that a little bit. Yeah, well, it's, I think we've kind of very briefly kind of circled around it before, but I guess uh, um, shout out to Julio who, who reached out and obviously said about he'd been having a rough time at work and he smashed like five episodes back to back and it just got him feeling hell better about everything. So shout out yeah, and thanks shout so out much for Julio. the feedback, man. And what a legend, man. Which is just crazy to think that this podcast has the ability to do that, and he's not the first person to say it either. And and yeah, that he, still blows my mind. It's just like it's us. We're just, all we're doing is yeah, talking to these fucking, fucking idiots. Um, yeah, we are not people that about, you want to listen to. Talking like, about fucking real. cheesy crust yeah. pizzas and Dota two. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and he was saying like you know I'd like to hear you guys you know talk about the the whole work side of things, and it's it's crazy because we. We spend so much of our lives doing oh, it, whatever it do. is. Like so much of our lives. And it's not something that really hit me as hard. Like me and Eric have been talking about it recently because like when when I was working full-time in the city, like Eric used to get frustrated with me because on the weekends, I just didn't want to do shit sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Well, it and, like, you, and I thought that, and for a while there, like I even convinced myself that I was like, man, you're like fucking lift your game, cunt. Like you've got a family, whatever. You should be going to the beach and doing all these things. But the reality was, man, that waking up at 6.30 to start at 8.30, that's how long it took me, you know, by the time I get myself to the train station then get into the city, then get to my work. Yeah. To start at 8.30 and then I'm getting home at, you know, 6.30 after finishing at 5, 6.30, 7 o'clock and doing that five days a week. And it's just so taxing. Oh, bro. And like, I've just been and travelled and done things so much for the whole week. By the time the weekend comes around, and again, someone like me who's a nerd and, and loves to fucking yeah. play a game, the last thing I wanted to do was get up and go to the fucking beach on a Saturday. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, I, I'm an extroverted person and even I don't want to fucking get up. Like, some, sometimes, like, you know, people be like, all right, what are you doing on June the 3rd? And I'm just like, oh, I don't know, man. Like, fuck, I don't... I don't want to fucking plan shit. I just want to. I literally just want to not do something for a weekend. Like, like we, every now and then. But the problem is, is like once, like once you do too nothing for too many weekends in a row, which doesn't seem to happen anymore. But once you do nothing for too many weekends in a row, then you're like, fuck, I want to do something. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, oh, I wish I could have that feeling of like yeah. not doing too many things. Now um, it's just like I, I just cherish the weekends where I just don't have to do anything. Yeah, and the crazy thing for me was how much my mindset or feeling shifted working from home. Purely because I have more time. I'm still fucking stressed out to the nine because work is stressful. But that time I get back in my day oh, from not yeah. having to travel. Oh, yeah. And like Sarah used to say, oh, you just sit on the train. Like you're not doing anything. But I'm not, I'm not shut off. I'm not – when I'm at home and I'm, and I'm feeling – and I'm fucking not wearing fucking clothes. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I'm just chilling. Yeah. Um, I, I, I feel a state of relax. Dude, I classify working as driving to work, yeah. doing your shift, and then driving home. Yeah. That's working. Yeah. Like. So, so, 
and that's the thing is that like, you know, even Erica's kind of clicked now. She's like, now she's understood because of how different I've been in this last year since working from home yeah. with wanting to get up and do shit and whatever on the weekends. Because if the time the weekend comes around, I'm feeling relaxed. Yeah. Now. Like, and it's just like the sleep thing makes such a difference. Cause I'm not someone who's ever been able to shut off earlier than what I want to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my whole life. Like if yeah. I, if I'm not in that mode of like, I'm feeling tired or whatever, whilst I can force myself to go to sleep if I really need to, like I've never had a trouble sleeping per se, but like it's just, it feels against the grain to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, of course. And yeah, that's yeah. been my, and same with like waking up, like when I have to get up when that alarm goes off, like it just feels so against the grain to me. And having the, the like working from home, like this week, for example, I worked Monday, Tuesday from the city and because I walked to the train station as well, my alarm goes off at six o'clock. Yeah, that's Whereas wild. when working from home, which my now I get an extra half an hour on this new roster that I'm on. Yeah. So I'm only doing nine to five now. Um, my alarm goes off at like, like this morning I fucking, my alarm went off and I got up and like went for a walk, got a coffee, like came back and, and, and then started my day. Yeah. Um, just feels infinitely different, man. Oh, hundred percent it would be. And that, and you know what, as much as COVID has been horrible, right. There's been certain situations like this that are brought to light that you don't need to be driving into this office every day of the week. Nah, not at all. You know, I like, like, you know, like I can't wait in the future till it gets to a point where like, I, I, I'm just working for myself and like, I can choose to where I work, you know, if I want to work at home or... And the one thing is that I, I, I definitely now, after doing a bit of both, as much as the like the Monday morning sucks because you're like, fuck, I could just be working from home. Yeah. I do enjoy the balance because without the balance, I don't... It, it, I'm a very big believer in that yin and yang is important. Like you yeah. have to have something being shit to enjoy it and to enjoy the good. And so like that's the thing that you'll have to be mindful of, you know, when... when yeah, pops off and whatever, and you're just getting to be fucking cruisy as you're gonna have to make sure you force yourself to like do shit that feels against the grain. Yeah. Because then the days when you go, fuck it, I'm not doing anything, it's gonna feel infinitely better. Yeah. Because when I was just working from home for those two, like two, three months and then a two month block when we had our second thing, you get way too much into just the like very cruisy. Like I was waking up at the last possible second to get yeah. up on my computer. Like it just got way too easy. Yeah, yeah Whereas yeah, like yeah. now having to do a bit of both, I feel like I have that balance where like yeah. the frustration of having discipline. to get up and and drag myself to the office makes me, when it kicks to tonight where I'm like, I've, or on a Tuesday night when I get home and I'm like, yeah, work from home. I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm enjoying it rather than it just being what happens. Yeah, yeah, And I think yeah. that's an important, I guess, lesson for anyone, um, you know, You've got to make sure that you are creating that that balance for yourself, and um, and you know, and that was the thing as well. Like as soon as I started going, and like me and Erica were getting up, it's been a bit different now. She's working weekends, but before we'd always have the Saturday off. And when I was working from home and stuff, we'd get up on the Saturday morning, hell early, go to the markets, go to our fruit and veg at the markets, go for a massive walk through Carisbrook. Yeah, um, you know either go get like breakfast in Gaula somewhere or something, then come home and like just spend the afternoon chilling at home or we'd have something on the Saturday night. Um, and it just feels killer. Like it's just so much better because you don't feel so tired. Like the only thing you want to do on the weekend after being fucking ripped to shreds all week is is uh, is just fucking relax. But I yeah. guess the other thing, you know, the thing that I'm very blessed with as well that I haven't always been is that I've got such a good job as well. Like I've got oh, a job yeah. that whilst it's stressful as fuck, it's like an enjoyable, stressful. I work with it for an awesome boss. And I guess what I wanted to talk about in the mental health is that so many people don't have that luxury. And I know because I've yeah. been there before. Oh, fucking nice. And there is nothing, uh, one thing that I'm very familiar with, and I know we've talked about it with you before with Vizzy and stuff as well, but that feeling of when your alarm clock goes off and it's more than just tiredness, it's more than thing. You're, you're actually dreading 
the thought of possibly dragging yourself into that workplace. Yeah. And it's something that I don't reckon there's a person that could honestly tell you they've never had a job that's felt like that before, which is crazy to think of. Yeah. You know, when you spend so much of your time doing something and you could go around and survey the street and say, can you tell me uh, one job? Just say, tell me a job where the alarms clock's gone off and you'd rather throw yourself in front of traffic other than going it. And I can guarantee you give them five to 20 seconds and they can rattle one off yeah. straight away. See, and that's the problem is we live in a society where that is 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 something that happens. Like it's yeah. possible. So many people are working in jobs where like they're just – they'd rather just not. They'd rather just not make money but they know they need to make money to live. Well, like, And that, you know what? And that's the fuck thing with society is like people are doing these things that they don't want to do just for fucking money. There's no other reason. Like – there's literally no other fucking reason. It's like you, you're doing it for money and that's it. So many – and I think that's – to me, that is like a part of the definition of freedom for me. A part of the definition of financial freedom, I mean, is like doing what you want to do when you want to do it. Yeah. Like there's not there's not like impending doom like be, that you have to do something just to pay for your living, you know? like. Well, what is crazy to think of is that the average person, and I mean nearly everyone in the lower or middle class even, is only one like shit turn of events away from poverty. Yeah. Like that's literally what it is. Like yeah. no one is ahead of the game enough ever, right? It yeah. doesn't matter whether you're in the lower or middle class because in the middle class you've got higher bills and yeah, mortgages exactly and whatever right. to pay, right? So, yeah, you're earning more but then you've gone and got a $500,000 house instead of a two hundred and fifty, yeah. and you've got two cars that you're paying off still and your kids are at private school. So lower or middle class doesn't matter. You're only your job going sideways and then not being able to fall into something else and then a medical bill popping up or yeah. something going wrong and you're – fucking square one yeah and it's cr and that's that kind of fear or that kind of situation for people is what causes people to stay in jobs that are fucking miserable because they literally can't risk starting somewhere at the bottom again or starting somewhere yeah. new and not liking it and then having no sick leave or no annual leave or no entitlements behind them starting as a casual somewhere or like being on a probation when they can just lose their job again like people will be like well Right now, I'm getting this paycheck, which I need to make sure that I keep paying all my fucking bills because, like, yeah. you know, I don't want to let my family down or whatever. So they just stay miserable. And when you coincide that with what we have talked about on mental health stuff as well, about people's inability to process that or understand it and or talk about it, and then workplaces having no fucking understanding of that well, shit. Well, honestly, either. I, I feel like as much as a lot of these modern workplaces want to say, yeah, like, we're here, talk about your mental health, rah, rah, rah. You talk about your mental health and they go, nah, like the client needs this now so you need to do overtime or nah, we're giving you this because, you know, like so it's almost like they go, yeah, talk about it, let us know how you feel and then when you do and then you go, hey, no, this is too much work for me, they then like a week later in a meeting go like, yeah, now the clients are starting to win so you need to do it. Yep. It's, I, it's, I saved this for this podcast because I knew we were going to talk about this. Yeah. It's one of my favorite fucking memes ever that talked to – I think you saw me share it. I think I put it on the Wormholes page. Yeah. Uh, every company, we'd like to promote mental health in the workplace. Employees, 
Uh, how about hiring more people so we feel less pressure to increase our pay so we can keep up with the spiraling cost of living so that we're not stressed out every company? No, 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 not like that. Try yoga. Like, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The fucking, because, yeah, like I've seen Legit. it at every workplace. Legit. They're like, you know, well-being week or whatever. But it's all about those kind of wanky like, it's you know, so drink water and do yeah. yoga and whatever. It's not like, no, like well-being week. How about actually give us fucking money for the work we're doing? Or, yeah, or how about just hire one more cunt? Yeah. Like, it's sometimes it's all it needs, but yep. it's just never gets. But then they done. can feel all light and fluffy about the fact that they've ran this well-being week. Yeah, that no one gives a fuck about because yeah. all they would like is enough people to fucking do their job. Um, uh, what was another meme I saw that was hilarious? It was like, um, oh yeah, sex is cool and all, but have you ever had a full like shift of staff or whatever? And yeah, I was like, fuck, yeah, fuck dude, that's so funny. And you know what the problem is, man? Is last year with the whole COVID thing. The, the government's just flat out turned the money printers on and went, brrr, right? And we haven't seen the impact of that yet. No. So if, if anyone kind of understands inflation, I'm sure a lot of listeners do, but when you print money, the money becomes worthless. So I don't know if you've, you yourself have noticed, bro, but like I went to the shops recently, I went to Woolies, and I was like, I reckon I got about a half a trolley's full of shit. And I'm not the kind of person that buys like hell exotic shit either. Like I'm, you know, I'm pretty basic. And like I rolled up, and then she scanned it, and it was like, yeah, that, that'll be seventy two dollars. And I was like, it actually, it's actually gotten to the point now where like I'm noticing inflation. Yeah. I'm like, hold a minute, all that costs seventy two dollars. Yeah. Like, I remember when I was a bit younger, and um, my parents were like celebrating because they'd paid off the mortgage. And we went to Woolies and, like, my dad had a trolley, my mum had a trolley and it was like, let's just go out and fucking just get heaps of shit. So we bought heaps of cool, like, smoked salmon and, like, just heaps of dope shit just to celebrate because they've worked hard for yeah. fucking tens of years. Um, and two jam-packed full trolleys was, like, $400. Yeah. And now literally, like, a quarter trolley. Yep. Uh, like, and not, not a jam-packed quarter either. Like, literally, it's like a fucking bear-ads quarter is, like, 70. I remember mum and dad having a trolley full for 200 bucks all the time. It's And now I can do, I do 150 on the reg for a half-full trolley. Yeah, dude. Um, it's, yeah. And it's the problem crazy. is, is, like, our wages aren't getting raised at the no. same rate that inflation is getting raised. No. And, like, I, I was looking over, like, my financial uh, like my financial situation recently and I was looking on and I was going, there's almost no point having, like, a savings account in your bank that's gaining 1.8% interest or 1.5% interest because inflation is going up at, like, 1.52% a year. So even though, yeah, technically the dollars that you see in the, in the account are going up, your buying power is less. So if you're not, so if that money's not appreciating above a two one point five percent rate, mm-hmm. then you're not making money. No, that's exactly. So right. and especially now that they've they've printed with all this stimulus, man, like it's it's just gonna be flat out fucking, like people like we're gonna be paying one hundred and fifty dollars for a quarter of a trolley in two years, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right, man. And 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 they're not raising. The problem is, is they're not like go to tie it back to the workplace. Is they're, is they're not raising the the salaries? No. Like I haven't seen my salary raise in like two years. Yeah, and and people are working fucking harder or whatever as well. You know, it's um, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And 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 you know, it's again, it's it's this. Whilst it's improving, this understanding of you know the the mental aspect of the workplace 
is nowhere near where it needs to be. Not at um, all. In terms of people understanding and accepting that. And, you know, it, it, like we've said before, it's not a one-size-fits-all. No, so, not at all. And yes, whilst I, I have definitely witnessed people take the fucking piss out of it, which muddies the waters, which frust- is frustrating. You know, you've seen people that clearly have never shown any drive to do their job, have never really wanted to be there, and then they realise that they can get a little bit of leeway by playing the mental health card. That definitely exists. Yeah. But that doesn't mean there shouldn't be the opportunity for people to to actually be able to... Because the to, problem is, is the people that actually do genuinely have a problem or do genuinely need to take a mental health day then feel guilty and feel like shit mm-hmm. because they th- that in their own minds, they think that everyone else is saying that, oh, they're just playing the mental health yep, card. Yeah, yeah. So I, it's like a fucking vicious cycle. It man. is a vicious cycle. And, and that's the thing is that you have to... You have to take everyone on fucking face value, but it's it's like anything. People should get an opportunity to show that they clearly need it and that they are working to try and improve things. And you know, have those people that you can that you have uh, available to staff to be able to talk through those things. Like my, I know that my employment does have a really good one, like a employee assistance program yeah. where they have like full blown counselors and stuff. Yeah. And they like they literally push that religiously onto us, which is an awesome thing. But not every place has that or yeah. has a good one. Um, and you know, the, 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 these people will actually, you know, then feed back to the management and be like, yeah, these are the conversations we've had. These are the concerns. Rah rah. And it's good to have that kind of thing. But that's not everywhere. And definitely not good ones. And especially in these smaller, you think about like, you know, I'm working for a massive fucking corporation, so they kind of have to. Yeah. Um, that doesn't apply to your restaurants, to your retail. To They don't have employee assistance programs where there's like a, they oh, pay no. a counsellor to be. Retail would be horrible. I've never worked, worked a retail job, but I feel, Hospita- I do, I do feel and, sorry for retail. Yeah, hospital and retail, man. And they're the ones that are the most insane. Like you've got these periods of time where, you'll go from doing nothing on a daily basis to doing more than you've ever done in your entire life. Like yeah. It's such a vicious uh, peak yeah. and trough. And because it's of- like – and because hospitality and retail are quite often considered low-skill jobs, you're just so replaceable. Yeah. You're just like, oh, you don't want to work 14 hours on a Saturday night. Oh, no worries. Yep. Um, See if I how, about, how about, you know what, next week's roster, I'm going to do it up on Wednesday and I'll let you know and then you never hear from him again. Yeah. Like that happens and, to so and, many yeah, people. Yeah, it's just and it's we live in a really like capitalism is so broken at the moment. Yeah, it's like I'm not sitting here preaching socialism because it's not right. No, or, nor capitalism, right? But nor, nor nor communism, nor capitalism. Should I say none of these systems are right? No. But we need to work together, utilizing the technology that we own to to to, to work together towards a, a workplace that's fairly paid. Fairly supported. That's just the thing. If you were fairly paid, you had enough staff to do the job. You wouldn't. You wouldn't need to take mental health days off. Well, this is the first. Unless something. Unless there was like an outside factor, like there's a death in the family or something like that. Then fair enough. But I mean, like people take mental health days because they hate their jobs. Yeah. Well, I checked my sick leave yesterday, and I have. uh, What is it? What was it? 195 hours, which is like the equivalent of 22 days. Yeah. Uh, which I've never had in my entire fucking working career. Yeah. And yet I've got all of that sick leave and it's not because I'm scared to take it. It's just because I fucking don't need to. Um, either, especially with now being able to work from home. Yeah. My boss will just, I'll just tell him, I'm not, I feel like shit, I'll work from home. 
Yeah. And then I'll even say to him, like, there's been some days where I'm like, oh, I'm fucking crook as. I'm going to crash the fuck back out. I'll wake up and I'll smash some work out in the afternoon. Yeah. And then if I'm feeling good, I'll work from, like, you know, 11 till fucking 6 or something like that. And then it's just all good. There's yeah. no there's no stress whatsoever. See, I, I, I wish I could be um, like that, man. The problem with my job is it's like a... Of course, yeah. Actual, right. physi- yeah. physically, you need to be dealing with clients. Of course, know, So yeah. they've got time schedules as well. Yeah, yeah, so you can't, yeah. but like... I wish I could work from home though, man. I really do. But even just the main thing is that there would... In the past, there would just be days where I'd wake up and be like, I literally can not be fucked yeah. and I'm not going. Um, and I just don't have that feeling anymore. And it's not just been the work from home. It's because I, I, I have a boss that works his ass off. That, that's one of the big things as well that always used to grind my gears is working for someone who gets paid more who does no work. Yeah, yeah. And that used to – when I fell under the pump and I just watched them fucking going in and out of meetings with the other team leaders where nothing positive was ever coming out of it, they're just sitting in the fucking cafeteria having coffees or whatever it would be. Like I remember there was this boss and I'll I'll never forget that. Two things that I had at an old job that fucking absolutely like made me livid was the first one was I moved into a new team the customer, the customer, the manager uh, called me in and, and had a meeting with me. He's like, oh, what do you want to do in the next few years? And I was like, I'd love to do this and love to do that. And he like laughed at me and was like, whoa, 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 maybe just fucking focus on your job before you start dreaming that big. And I was like, why the fuck ask yeah, me the why question Why would you then, say that? If you were just going to shit on my fucking, yeah, like me fuck? dreaming big or whatever. And so that fucked me off. And then, this, and then another manager in the same company um, – so he's a manager of a fucking team, right? Yeah. And I went up to him with a question, which is, he's your superior. The reason he should be a manager is because he knows his fucking shit. That's yeah. how he got into the job. And when I asked him, he's like, oh, I haven't done your job for fucking two years. Why would I know the question? Go and ask someone else. And I'm like, how the fuck are you a manager then? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You're supposed to stay up. You're getting paid more so that you stay up to date with all the fucking yeah, information. Yeah, exactly right, man. That's, that's the kind of that's shit, it, And man, that's the man. problem with like a lot of the structures of these businesses these days is – it's not my problem, so I'm not dealing with it. Yeah. Right. So in even managers, they're like, they're like, well, I don't know how to do this, so it's not my problem. Yeah. Like, and it's like, well, no, it is your problem because you're the boss. Yeah. So, but th- then they just go get it done, and then you end up getting fucked over if you don't. Yeah. So, so look, I think the the most important thing that that I guess to we'll, we'll have a quick break in a second, but if you are you you only have such a finite amount of time on this earth, right? And I, I believe me when I tell you that it's worth the fucking risk trying to f- start somewhere new or, or do something different. Oh, yeah. Like it, it is not worth staying in that situation and realizing after you've then finally left, like so many people, you'll hear them say, I wish I did whatever sooner. Yeah. Don't become one of those statistics that yeah. goes like, yes, you might end up in a, in a period of struggle, but when you find yeah. that job or that passion or something that aligns with something that you enjoy doing, um, and you know, as I said, I've been quite lucky. Like, oh, I, I um, had a had a shit job, then got a slightly better job, but then got made redundant from that job, then got another shit job, then had another shit job, and then finally got the job that I was in now. That period of like two and a half years was fucking yeah. chaos, man. Yeah, but it all ended up, you know, in in the situation that I'm in now, where I'm the happiest I've been. It was like the destiny. I've got nearly 22 days of sick leave built up, and you know that's over two years, and I've only been there for just over three. Yeah, um, or three and a half or something now. And and when I first started there, again, I was it was when my son had first been born, and I took a few days off and whatever, like just yeah. because I was needed that way. But it was never like I used to take him off in the past, which was just like I I don't think I took 
anything but I didn't think of them as mental health days, but that's what they were. Yeah. Like I was hardly ever crook. I'd go to work when I was sick sometimes because I was yeah. like, oh, I'd rather be fucking at work than at home miserable. Yeah. And then when I just wanted to fucking go to the pub or something, I'd take a day off. Like yeah, that's what yeah, I used yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. But I just don't even feel like I need to do that now. Because yeah. and the other thing you get the flexibility and that's a good thing about like a lot of these modern kind of jobs in well, you know, office jobs or IT jobs, is like you do have that flexibility. And I wish every workplace had that flexibility. Um so what we're gonna do is we're gonna um take a break now but when we come back we want to touch on uh normalizing and glorifying shit behavior yeah uh so like as like a brainwashing tool for society almost yep. uh and then and then things that we've personally used to help us get a th- get us through tough times yeah so uh yeah see you on the other side see you on the other side And we are back. This is, a, this is the Wormholes Late Show. Welcome this to the Late the, Show. Welcome to the Late Show. This is the latest we've ever started a second half of a podcast. This actually, sure. yeah, actually is a fair bit late, isn't it? It's uh, 4 a.m. right now. And, it's 4 a.m. Uh, on a Tuesday afternoon and we've been awake for three days straight trying to figure <laughs> out how to not, give you guys the next half of this episode. We've just fucking injected heroin. Straight and, up our ears. Uh, we're just straight... Between the toes and nobody knows. That's what I've always said. Between the toes and nobody knows. And nobody knows. Um, but we're back. So, so, and, so uh, yeah. So where 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 do we uh, leave off? Let's have a look. Well, the, the yeah. Look, I, the, I think because I've got those couple of other things. The only like yeah. The last thing I was just kind of finishing off on before about the work stuff as well, man. Is that like, I think the something that is so important as well is have have some fine. If 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 you ever if you can sit there and think to yourself and be like. Like what do I have as a as a like a creative outlet of any kind, and you can't really think of something that you're doing. Fucking find one. Then find one. Yeah. Like I, I I literally. Everybody's cannot. got a calling, man. Yeah. And the thing is, if you're spe- if you spend your whole life not pursuing something that you're passionate about, yeah. you will be sad. Yeah. You will be flat and out sad. There's that many people you can say, "What's your hobby?" and they go, "I have no idea." And like, th- there's always something that you can find to Fuck like yeah. look forward to, like whether it's more cooking, than... whether it's gaming, whether it's podcasting, making music, making videos, yep. doing fucking coloring the, in, like coloring in gym, books, like doing something artistically, like yeah, inter- has, decor design, yep. fucking man. There's just so many good things to do. Like, there's another th- awesome thing now as golf. well is that. You can do like online courses that are really cheap that you can do at your own pace. Like, and that feeling of like working towards something and and having something and that you know that there's no pressure of deadlines or whatever and you can just get to it when you get to it. And like, if you decide that you don't like it, it hasn't cost you an arm and a leg. Like we are in a time now where you have so much at your disposal that you have no real excuse to not and the the feeling that you'll get out of having something to channel energy into will will just make the it's mundane shit of life so yeah. much easier. It'll give you something and to look forward to, man. Yeah, and that look, I've said this so many times, but this podcast for me has been has been amazing because like I've I've had uh, I've always been a gamer and I always love gaming, and that's that uh, gaming for me is much more about switching off, yeah. than switching on, yeah, yeah, yeah. And totally, so it's good as a way to completely because when I'm engrossed in a game, I can't be thinking about work tomorrow. Certain, you know, if you finish that party, like, fuck, I better go to bed. But, like, when you're in that zone of, like, I'm going to fucking kill this person or I'm going to win this fucking thing, whatever it is, you're not thinking about 
the stresses of life or money yeah. or work or bills or whatever. Um, but I don't find that as an outlet as much as like podcasting and even doing comedy. And with comedy, like it's again, there's a lot of stress and a lot of time yeah. and it's very time. And it's very reliant on the audience. Whereas I feel like when it's here, it's just literally two best mates hanging out talking. Yeah, shit. it's just fucking there's chilled, no, man. Yeah, there's no stress and like and in it's always cool with a podcast because, like, I know when I listen to podcasts, it's like you feel like you're sitting there yeah. talking with and the that, people as well. And, and it's super cool that people actually feel like they're sitting here at this bench talking to us as and well. And that's been the feedback we've had a lot about this. And I think that's because we are, like, I feel like we sound pretty fucking laid back um, when we're talking about whatever the fuck we're talking about. Yeah, well, whatever it may serious, be, whether it's even music Even the serious or, shit, man. Yeah. If, you're in your, if you're in people's ears and you got a hell obnoxious voice and you're hell screechy and you're hell, like, you know... Narcissistic. No one's going to want to listen to you, man. Well, I find podcasts give me a, a, a feeling of escapism that reading books used to get. And I like reading books is something that, again, I just find I don't have the time to do. Yeah. Um, because you can't read a book while you're driving or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And where right. I love podcasts is because it, it, like I'll be driving somewhere listening or walking listening to a podcast and whatever I'm doing just fucking goes so quickly. Yeah. Well, that's why I want to get into audiobooks. I started listening to um The Art of the, Art of the Deal by Donald Trump. Yep. Audiobook. Yep. Um, because dude just knows how to do business yeah. and I want to know how to do business. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, it was really cool. Uh, but it's super different to a podcast because like yeah. they're reading a book yeah. um, and they're, the, the narrator's voice changes the picture, I guess, that you yeah. build. Yeah. Whereas like if you're reading a book, your, your own voice is painting the picture. Yeah, so that's it's right. More, yeah. It's more explorative, I feel. Yeah, it's more Whereas immersive. Whereas audiobook's more like you're listening to the story, you're not creating the story. Yeah. Yeah, it's more immersive when you do it yourself. Yeah. Whereas it's more, uh, what was the word, controlled or something when you're listening to an audio book, I reckon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, it, it's I think that it's just, you know, uh, something that I talk about all the time as well. And, and it's even like, yeah, as cliche as it sounds, and I was I was literally even talking about this with Erica today. I was like, you have to find a way to find happiness in whatever fucking situation it is. Like, yeah. for, and this probably we're jumping to the end, but this will tie perfectly into the last point I wanted to bring up about, um, and maybe we'll circle back to the the brainwashing stuff. But like, I, I'm someone who is at a point now where I'm so good at being able to dig myself out of a out of a shit feeling or a shit time by being able to shift that focus straight to. And we talked about this in one of the first ones about like I, I've yeah. kind of got this armor now of like being able to not exist in a time where, and I, it happens all the time, man. I have days where I'm feeling fucking just down about whatever the fuck is going on. But what I'm amazing at now that I wasn't always good at and what I believe my, my beautiful wife is so good at now where she wasn't at all in the past is being able to just be like, you know what? I've got, I've got my amazing fucking partner. I've got my amazing son. Whatever it is that's fucking stressing me out at the moment is just a finite fucking piece of this puzzle. Yeah. And I need to focus on all the amazing things, the things that I've got to look forward to, the things that I've achieved. And like that's a that's a massive one that you have to be It's you, learning about going with the ebbs and the flows. Sorry to cut you off halfway. No, through. you're right. It's learning about going with the ebbs and the flows. Yeah. And what's interesting <clears throat> is as you probably know. I am not a technical, analytical kind of person at all. I am like purely like irrational and creative, right? And starting to do any of the, like all this investing and stuff like that and becoming like taking charge of my own financial future and learning about uh, technical analysis and reading graphs and like, you know, looking at indicators and stuff like that has like 
ch- already just completely changed my outlook on everything yeah. because it's working on a skill that I've just completely neglected my whole life, man. Yeah. Yeah. Completely neglected. And that ties into what we were just saying about finding a new passion, something to like yeah. channel energy into that's a, an outlet because it is creative in that sense that like you're creating these decisions that can then, you know, flourish into something else. Yeah. And this understanding of like the yin and yang of life and that no situation is ever permanent. Like I, I remember a great thing that a girl said to me uh, years ago and it, a lot of people know this but it's something that, it always resonated with me and it resonates with a lot of people is that this too shall pass, right? That, that, that saying that's quite popular. And it's, it's such an important thing to actually live and breathe that though, rather than yeah. just like, Oh, that's a thing. Like understanding that, like I said, with the, you know, those string of bad jobs, I can honestly say that even through all of that, I had already started to build this kind of, you know, mentality that I had of like, whatever, it's only ever fucking temporary. That's exactly right, And if right, I continue man. with the mindset of positivity and whatever, then I'm going to end up in a situation that's better than what I'm in right now. Yeah. And having that as like that, that almost that cushion to fall back on when you have, because everyone's going to have bad days. And I think that's what a lot of people misconstrue, like people that seem to be okay or whatever, that's not necessarily what's going on at a at a deeper level you might it might seem like that on the surface um and it's why i've loved this podcast because i think people have even looked at me in my life and just been like this cunt's got nothing to fucking worry about yeah, like, he's just yeah. always you know having a fucking laugh or whatever but yeah. there's a lot of shit that i've gone through personally and internally to get me to that point yeah um and i've realized that a lot when and when i look back retroactively there's a lot of time that i was like that and it wasn't true like it wasn't yeah. me being actually me and that things would very easily set me off or very easily depress me or whatever. Whereas now I'm at a position where like, you know, the the, the difficulties of life and the struggles of life will get to me, but it, it, it barely scrapes it's that. More super, like the, like it's more superficial. I feel like a couple of years ago when things got to me, they got to me like so bad that it was damaging. Like yeah. it was like it was making me make bad decisions and it was making me like not necessarily make bad decisions but not make decisions at all which is almost as bad, like, and making me think that everything's just going to be okay and not formulate a plan and not, like, learn how to deal with myself and not learn how to deal with others. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it, it's just a, like a lot, a lot of that stuff is like a vicious cycle because if you don't want to put the effort into, like, learning your coping mechanisms or learning, like, your weaknesses and stuff like that, then it's you, – you're only ever going to focus on your strengths. And, like, I think that's, that's like, one of the most – the biggest revelations to me in the last probably like I'd say in the last four years I've grown faster than I ever have because I've I've t- shifted my focus away from like focusing on what I'm good at. Like I still spend a lot of time being creative and like doing these things, so, like making music. Like later on this year there's going to be so much music coming out from us. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait. So that's still, that's still happening but it's had to take a bit like back burner and that was triggered by COVID. Yep. COVID made it take the back burner, which in turn has then opened me up to go, all right, well, what other parts of my life am I weak at? And then for the last, yeah, like last year and a half, it's been like identity. So like for the last, I'd say like four years is like, all right, shit, I need to do something about it. And then COVID last year and then all of this year so far has been like the action phase of it. Yeah. Like actually doing it. Like we actually yeah. started this podcast. Like we actually start like we're actually starting this business that we're going to yep. launch soon. And, yep. you know, like actually like going, all right, I know that like the current job I'm in isn't going to be forever. And as shit as it is some days, it, it just means that when I do finally work for myself, 
it's just going to be like the sweetest like fucking cherry yeah. on top of this amazing cake, you know, like. But it's also like you need those things to develop that ethic and that, you know, that yeah, mindset that routine, whatever, that, that, that hard work, well. you know, because as I said, when you when you don't have that there, it's very easy to fall out of those patterns and let these things fall by the wayside. Whereas when you build that, you know, I've always said that like, you know, uh, whilst the importance of going to school and shit is not just about education, it's about that, that early thing of like I've got to get up and I've got to do this and then I've got to come home and do some extra and like I'm doing homework and whatever like that that there's way more importance in that structure that you develop so that you can then carry that into life like if you only did school two days a week how the fuck are you going to possibly work five six days when you come out of school yeah exactly it it, it creates those kind of things as well as like the you know uh, the uh dealing with you know hundreds of different kinds of people and different situations and different people's scenarios and um, uh, whatever else. It, that's what allows you to be ready to face those kinds of things in life. And, you know, it's what I've, I told my brother, you know, when he was struggling with school and stuff, I'm like, you got to focus on the bigger picture instead of just being like, you know, oh, this is shit and whatever. Like, But look at the, the positive things that you can take out of it. It's not just about, oh, they're teaching me shit subjects. It's like, what are you gaining from social skills from dealing with these people? What are you gaining from the ability to get up and go there every day and then continue to come home and do work even when you can't be bothered? Like yeah. all of those are the skills that you've got to take into life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so for me, I've just got this platform of like that I'll, I'll never let anything, you know, I'll try not to let anything, you know, bring me down too much because I know that it's something that, is only going to be temporary or that I have a way to navigate through. Yeah. And it wasn't always like that. And it's not like that for an, a lot of people. And it took a long time and it took a lot yeah. of shit. And it might not always be like that though. No. That's the thing. You Something might happen in your life where you're like, shit, I've got literally no idea how I'm going to deal with this. Yeah. But that's okay. Because like I heard this saying one time and it was, the universe will never dish out to you anything that you can't handle. That's a great, that's a great one. And... If you look back at your life and you look back at all the hard times where you thought you were like rock bottom, you handled it. Yeah. You somehow did it. Look look where you are today. Yeah. Because you wouldn't be hearing this if you weren't there today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or if you're going through this at the moment, as 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 much as you think you're on the you're at the bottom of that hill and you gotta push this fucking massive, medium, boulder. massive boulder up this hill, as soon as you're up the top of this hill and you're coming down the other side, you're not even pushing that boulder anymore. That boulder's already been falling down out of your way for the yeah. last fucking 30, 30 years, whatever, how long, you know, like, so yeah, like you were saying, like you were saying, man, I guess developing that, um, that armor yeah, really is such an important thing and not ever letting it get chinked or like not ever letting that armor, like taking that armor off. Yeah. And it's like, like using and don't live in the past in the negative side of it. Use the past as your like reminder of what you've overcome or places that you've been. Yeah. Um, or Lessons, even, you know, bro. if you feel like the past was better than where you're at now, well, then think about what was what the differences were between what was happening in your life, who you're surrounded with, what were you doing at the time that you felt it was better and try and build yourself back up to that point. Yeah. Um, or if you look back and, you you know, people will get too caught up in the moment of whatever the shit thing is happening now and then you look back and you're like, well, hold on a fucking second. Look at the shit I've dealt with and look yeah. at the fucking things that I've overcome. Whatever this is right now is just another fucking hump. And, and understanding that you're going to look at this moment that's crap in another year, six months, whatever it is, back as just another thing you've overcome. Yeah. And as soon as you get yourself into that, like that forward movement of like, I'm just going to fucking deal with this, bills, stresses, family problems, 
you know, whatever it is, I'm going to be able to overcome it. I'm going to look, I know I'm going to look back at this as another thing that I've dealt with. Then there's nothing that can, that, that should be able to, to topple you. And, and you see it, you know, you see people dealing with fucking all of a sudden losing limbs and whatever, and just having this yeah. amazing outlook on life. Um, and as I said, I've, you know, I've drawn a lot of inspiration from my dad who, you know, was dealt an incredibly tough uh, card with, you know, it was a it was an elite level soccer player, was playing like for junior socceroos and whatever, breaks his neck and has his entire life fucking yeah. flash before his eyes, spends two years in hospital, going through rehabilitation and just like the, the life that he's ended up forging for himself. That is, there's a lot of those kinds of people that are surrounding us yeah. that you can draw inspiration from to I go, know. if they can fucking get up and get shit done, then I can fucking do it too. Yeah. Um, and speaking of the past as well, you're like, you know, you, look, you can look back in the past because I know a lot of people and myself included, the past isn't the problem. Anxiety is, is, is about the future. Yeah. And the same rules apply. If it's not in your control, then you shouldn't be dedicating that much time to it, which is so easy to say. Because yeah. like, I'm sitting here saying that, but I suffer from a fucking, yeah. like the most out of everything. Yeah. You know, like, and you know, a lot of people are saying depression's, depression is the past and anxiety is the future. You know what I mean? I guess that really does kind of ring back to these ancient um, Hindu and a lot of these like religions where it's like the only thing that does exist is the present and I guess living in it is the only way you're ever going to truly be happy. Yeah. But that is just so easy to say but than to actually to do. do. But it's like, as I said, I was saying to Erica today, I'm like, oh, 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 the, the, the legacy that I'm trying to leave behind is not financial, it's not career-driven, it's not anything. It's literally just I want to be on my deathbed and feel like, fuck, man, I spent – a lot of my life having fun, being happy, doing what you want to do, man. making memories that I ha hold yeah. now or that are, you know someone holds for me if I'm fucking dementia yeah. patient zero. Yeah, um, that's it. That's it. And like that for me, breaking it down to such that bare bones thing has given yeah. me a lot of freedom. Because if the only thing I'm worried about, and it, of course it comes with consequences, because if I'm only focused on happiness for me and not the people around me or whatever, then, you know, there's that. The, then the you can fall into that trap as well. Then that's when you yeah. end up creating, you know, future unhappiness. It's about how do I create longevity of happiness yeah. for me, whether it's health-based, whether it's career-based, whether it's whatever, but it still comes back to that core of like I'm waking up, I'm feeling good, I'm laughing, I'm having a good time. Yes, there's there's valleys and there's peaks throughout that. There's yin and yang. but yeah. and, and understanding that that you do not get to like life would not be enjoyable if everything was fucking cruisy right no it would if you did have the cruisiest job and there was never any adversity and you inherited millions and you bought everything you wanted yeah. and you never had to work a day in your life. Then you would literally die from boredom, bro. Some people, they're the ones that suffer the most. Look yeah. at what happens to these like um, millionaire kids who inherit this wealth and then end up just being drug fucked because they never had to have struggle to understand yeah. what the, the amazingness that they've been blessed with or the thing that they've been blessed with. And, yeah. and that's why I'm glad that I've lived this life of like having to go through these heartaches and, 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 struggles and and watch friends go through like things because it it, it has made that armor you know it helped i've been yeah. able to take lessons from my own life and from those around me to build up this understanding of what what i want to do with my life and try yeah. and be that you know for me it's always been like i just want to be that pillar of positivity for everyone yeah you know? like, it's I'm constantly man. trying to because it does it, you know if yeah. I, and i've got friends even now that um it, yeah 
there's never a moment in time where you have a conversation with them where there's not something just absolute misery coming out of them. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what you try and tell them. It doesn't matter what you say. And you want to help. You want to help so bad, but there's nothing more draining of your life force than someone who you you give them an idea. Well, maybe you should try that. Oh, well, it's just like, and you're like, you don't want to actually help yourself now. Yeah. You're, you're, you're just wanting people, like without them even probably being conscious of it, but they're just wanting to suck people into their yeah, black hole course, and have people course. feel the way that they feel. Because a lot of um, people feel better when people are sitting in the same field of grass as they yeah. are. You know, and, and, and I understand, but what, what all of this is, is it's, is it's all perspective, everything in the past, all the lessons you've learned, all the armor you've built. It's, it's all perspective. Like you were saying with the kids that are born into like billionaire families is that's the one thing they don't have, bro. They don't have perspective. Yeah. They don't have – so if you think about all these all these shit things that are going on in your life as as lessons that are adding to your lens, essentially, if like, yeah, it's like every moment of your life is like a, is like a, like a snapshot of, of one thing and you're just like widening, broadening your lens and your learning and stuff like that. It, it, and it just makes your perspective on things you, – you can deal with – situations because your perspective you're drawing yeah your perspective is you're drawing from another whole lot of similar situations yeah you know what i mean and also so looking like experience at, and like, looking at the kids who are born into absolute you know war-torn uh third world countries and whatever else and realizing how fucking blessed i am to live where i live oh, like yeah. understanding that yeah our government's fucked and our wages are fucked or whatever but at least i live in a in a place where i can basically walk the streets fairly yeah. safely and i can get a job and i can yeah. go and have a beer with my friends and yeah and you know we're so blessed to have that and like especially like where we are exactly where we are you know like not not even too long ago i was like cruising just around here and i was like fuck man like, i'm so glad that i'm in like a nice like area of the world yeah like just my direct surroundings is just super nice and like all the the people that i directly surround myself are super nice as well and it's like, yeah, it's it's like finding the beauty in this in this like planet or this life is like, and we talk about the shit the stuff all the time. That's the thing is that oh, you, yeah. it's it's important to. So I I think there's such an important on lifting the veil of your so because I find the people that when they're struggling as well like they get very tunnel vision to their situation their immediate situation and it doesn't matter what's happening outside of that scope or outside of that scope and the only way that you can actually like is you, you have to widen that and bring your lens back and be like, well, hold on a second. I need to look at the bigger picture of everything, this, that, whatever else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, that's, uh, that's a massive part of obviously, you know, trying to get out of that zone is being like, hold on a second, I'm focusing right now on this job or I'm focusing right now on what's my fucking sister's being a cunt or yeah, my yeah, parents yeah. have fucking ripped me off or then I you know I've had a big falling out in my family or whatever it may like, be and it's, you're it's just like, like pulling pulling that perspective out man yeah like, and being like well I could be you know what I'm going to get through this I could be dealing with this I'm not I'm very lucky I'm yeah. sure everything is going to work out and 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 it's just those those positive reinforcements in your mind yeah. that you you have to develop that and it doesn't it's not something you do overnight no, no um no. it's not something that comes easy to you but you got to be you got to be focused on that that's what you want to do yeah, you know yeah, you have yeah, to literally yeah. think I want to I want to create a situation where I'm con consistently feeling happiness yeah. or I'm consistently feeling like I'm I'm satisfied and with whatever I'm doing even if it's not all going amazingly yeah. because eventually I'm going to feel yes, that, more that's, of that's that. one of the one of the favorite things I've like one of the favorite sayings I've heard recently and it applies to life right it's like if in doubt zoom out 
So it's like if you're like having a hell bad week or a hell bad day or something happens going on, like like we've literally been talking about for the last like 20 minutes is like if in doubt, zoom out. Yeah. Like think about, all right, well, in this last – even even this last month, what have I – what's a month? You know, what's a month between friends? Yeah. Fuck all, nothing. You know what I mean? So like, oh, yeah, sick. All right, well, that happened and this is coming up in the next few weeks and even though shit, things are shit today, which is like – Hard because that's what's directly impacting you at that time. So yep. that's how you feel at that time. Yeah. But yeah, I think the whole, just the whole saying, if in doubt, zoom out can apply to so many different things. Yeah. Because it's just, it's, it's hard to be, if you're always consistently thinking about the bigger picture of everything, then it's hard. Like that tunnel vision becomes such a harder place to get stuck in. Yeah. Um, and that's where I feel like I've gotten myself into where I'm like, I'm, you know, as soon as something pops up, my brain instantly goes, hold on a fucking second. And it just stretches my perspective out Fuck over yeah. to everything I've been through to everything that I'm going to achieve. You know, like all the, I say this all the time to Erica and like whether it fucking eventuates or not, but it's just, this is an, an example of what I'm living and breathing. You know, we, we, uh, we're trying to, uh, she wants to do stuff at the moment, like, uh, with, with, you know, medical stuff for herself and, yeah. um, that, that, that's going to cost money and I want to obviously eventually get a house and we're working on what we're going to prioritize and like, you know, uh, I, I only want her working like a, a, a small amount as possible so she can spend as much time with Winston. Of course. Um, and so trying to balance all of those things and like so, you know, sometimes money becomes a stress point but I'll just say all the time, I'm like, you know what, babe, give it another few years. I'm going to be fucking that rolling in cash when none of this is even going to matter. Yeah, we're going to have four houses. Right. Yeah. And yeah. even if that doesn't isn't true. Yeah. That is the mind frame mentality. of thinking is going to be true, bro. Yeah, and, and that's and what you gets know you what? There. And if you don't fucking feel like that's going to be true, then you're not doing it right. You're never, you're never going to yeah, get there. You're not going to get there. Um, You've got to have that fucking mindset. And I'm exactly the same. I've got the mindset where I'm like, shit. Now it's 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 like it's not hella crap right now, but it's like it could be a lot better. But like I'm sitting here going like I'm doing this, I'm doing this, and fucking like no to the grindstone, like getting it done, cunt. You and know with what I mean? my like, work, you know, I and don't it get will paid. happen, like. And I don't, I don't get paid anywhere near enough for the work I do. Like I yeah. just know, I just know that the, that, but I live and breathe that ethic because I know that I'm gonna then carry it into when I'm finally doing something that 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 is worth my time and probably I'll end up doing something that I'm getting paid more than the work I'm doing. Of course, fucking And I'm going to feel like that is a direct correlation with what I'm doing now. Yeah. And that's that's the mentality you've got to have is like you're 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 setting yourself up for whatever you're doing to create these happinesses now. You're you're then having this flow on effect and carrying that positive energy and yeah. carrying that mindset mentality into whatever it is that you do later yeah. in life. You've got to be a fan of yourself, man. And, and the most important thing is stop placing happiness in a future place. We've talked about this before yeah. and I cannot stress Living it enough. The present. Find it now in whatever it is. No matter how shit it is, find it now because if you're constantly saying, when I finally buy that house, I'm going to be happy. When I get that job, I'm going to be happy. When I take that holiday, I'm going to be happy. Yeah. And then shit gets in the way of it, which life fucking does, yeah. and you're going to be constantly miserable all the time. Find it now and then let that be a fucking an extra uplift when you get to it and be so proud of yourself and so happy. But by placing it in that future place, you'll end up finding that whatever it is that you end up getting to is nowhere near as fruitful as what you thought. And that's because you've just fucking drained yourself of all of that life force on the way to that. Yeah, that yeah, when you yeah. get there, you're like, I thought I was going to be so thing because you've built it up in your mind as this like fantasy land almost. Yeah, yeah exactly it's right. It's not. It's just another chapter in your life that you're yeah. starting and you've not allowed yourself to enjoy enjoy that journey. You know, yeah, that's what man. I say to Eric it's the all the journey, time. Bro. You know, you got to enjoy the the starting something new when it's stressful and it's scary and it's anxious. Yeah. Um, you know, enjoy when things aren't going as well, and you've got to overcome. You know, you know. 
You're going to smell the flowers when they grow from the pavement, mate. And there is a spin that you, you – there is a way to spin every situation that – You can spin anything something. negative, bro. You can spin anything yeah. negative and you can almost spin anything positive. Yeah, that's right. And it's, that's the, that's the, literally the reverse of you – know, that's what you're doing when you're uh, – and what you were saying before as well about like, you know, anxiety is like basically just using your imagination for evil. That's what I've yeah. always said. It uses your, your – you, you, and – you're just conjuring up all of the, yeah, but what if this happens? But what if this happens? And and I've said this on the podcast before and I'll repeat it endlessly, but, you know, there is an infinite amount of what ifs, right? And the one I always use, which is the most outrageous one, but I'm like, in the middle of this podcast right now, one of the planes from Parafoot Airport could just crash through this fucking building. We're gone. Yeah. That truck accident that happened on fucking the, the highway the other day where the trucks just veered over over that bridge. Do you yeah. see the fucking thing? No, I didn't see it, but I've heard um, it. So, yeah, the truck just, I don't know, came across the road as they went over the bridge hit that fucking you or whatever head on killed both the people in the you we drive on the fucking roads all the time that yeah. could literally happen yeah and i would like that whether that happened tomorrow or it never happened that i can go if i was then you know up in the clouds looking down i could say to myself right now that i'm pretty fucking satisfied with the way yeah. i live my life up if, until now if you could see a replay of your movie from birth to now is it going to be a replay that you want to watch yeah yeah, and that's how, that's how no. I fucking... For me, man, I, I'm so excited about fucking watching it back. Me too. And yes, I probably could have made better decisions health-wise. Yeah. Um, and oh, whatever like, else. But they also led to experiences, man. Yeah. So and the, and what, 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 you know, what is the bad? And you have bad? to. You have to be willing to make sacrifices in all things to be able to create that because that's the thing. Like, I've never, I've never wanted to be one of these people that's like, uh, you know... Uh, you know, I'm going to slave so I can get that house at 25. Yeah, you're just not materialistic. Like. I fucking hate that shit, no, man. Bro, so I understand I'm, you need to have certain things in life to be able to, like, to have that happiness, yep. but you can't let it consume who you are no. and your whole, like, drive. You, you can't be like, all right, I'm going to go to uni, I'm going to get this degree, and then I'm going to work for the next 60 years, and then I'll be happy. So you, no, cash, you can't fucking... This is a funny... Your cash doesn't rock up to your funeral, bro. No, But people do. Yeah, and the only way that you can have impact on po on people's lives that they want to rock up is by you know setting the tone with the kind of person that you are, yeah, and, and the attitude that you have and the mindset that you have, you know, and and that's it, you know. I think about some of the funerals that I've been to that have just been fucking swarming with people, yeah, and like for, like and not just family members because they've got a big family, like people from so many walks of their life. Like my friend who passed away uh, a couple of years ago from from a brain tumor. Um, one of my favorite people I ever met. Um, yeah. it, it was a, such an instrumental part of a uh, of a chapter of my life, you know, and and that whole believing that the universe, you know, puts you in whatever situation, um, you know, meeting this friend and then it segues into this whole other this this whole chapter. If it wasn't for this one person, and just the funeral man was just fucking crazy. There yeah, was just right. hundreds of people. No and, shit. Um, and there was another one as well. We lost another mate from that group. Yeah. Um, and they had the entire fucking auditorium at the f at the Trinity High School, man. Yeah, right. 400 people for this young lad. No shit. And just the, the, at the pub afterwards or at the Bushies in Gawler and just the stories and the emotion and just like that's that's what I give a fuck about, dude. Yeah, man. Um, you know, no one is caring about whether he fucking had a good job or whatever. It nah. was the it was the the fun that he brought to people. It was the charismatic. It was the whatever. Um, and we all have the ability to do that. You, you could be the most introverted person or whatever, but we all know that even the most introverted people, when they're comfortable with people, oh, yeah. can be just as... So you, it's yeah. not like you have to go, oh, well, I'm not that kind of person. No, you can. Yeah, and when you feel comfortable with people, you can create those impacts on people's lives. 
And that's all I've ever wanted. I've said this for years. I've said, you know, my goal in life is that I want to have 500 people at my funeral and I want every one of them to be like, no, 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 I've got a story I want to get up and yeah, tell. Yeah, you know, like yeah, everyone yeah. feeling like, no, 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 I've got something to, to share yeah. that everyone's going to benefit from. That's it. Yeah. Give a fuck what I make. Like, yeah, I talk about, yeah, I want to, I'm going to have all of this money or whatever, but that's just to be able to, to, be able to, to provide, give back yeah, to the people exactly around right. me. To be able to provide for, to be able to give you the tools to live that kind of life yep. is why. Unfortunately, because like if, if we could get rid of money, fuck, I'd get rid of it straight away. Yeah. But like it, it, it's like unfortunately to be able to have the tools to to make these like to live like that, you need to make some money. And I understand, but if you then dedicate your whole life to just doing that yep. and letting it control your emotion and letting it fucking drive you, you will never be happy. And you'll alienate yourself from those who don't feel that way and whatever, yeah. because they'll just feel like that's all your focused on ever and like yeah. you know again it's all about balance man yin and yang you've got to have a bit of that you got to have that hustle you got to have that drive but you've also got to have that you know what fuck it let's do whatever let's fucking yeah. take the wheels off and let's fucking whatever yeah fucking finding that balance between those two things um is is so important and as i said like understanding and and appreciating the darkness for what it does you can't have you know what i mean you can't have light without dark exactly you right, have man. to have both yeah. Um, and I would never want a life that's free from our str- with struggle. And, you know, I, I say all the time, you know, there's going to be a moment always around the corner that's going to throw you a fucking curveball. Yeah. But the more that you're prepared to, like, whatever it is, I'm going to overcome it, it's not going to come as a shock. You're probably going to deal with it pretty fucking easily. And then when you're over it, you're going to be like, fuck yeah, look at me go. Yeah, you know? exactly right. Um, Back and, on your horse. And so going into the last thing I wanted to talk about, you know, the world, unfortunately has engineered us and, and he's, 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 has created this. And it's why, I guess... While we talk about, you know, conspiracies for us is not just about talking about, um, you know, 9-11 or whatever. Yeah. It's that this – we feel that there is this system in place. And it's it's social about, engineering. Yeah, to, mm. to make us uh, feel a certain way, uh, whether it's the fear stuff. So we're always controlled by fear and our decisions are being impacted by our fear around things. Or whether it's, you know, it's just as simple as me and Eric were talking. She's been watching um, Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, right? yeah, classic. Love it. And, and – you look at a show like that and look at how much of a fucking piece of shit he is as a yeah. human being in a lot of the time and we just, we literally, without even realising, we subconsciously draw from that Most and definitely. think the behaviours that we see in those kinds of things because they're on TV and they're popular and everyone talks about them or knows them, that those kind of behaviours are okay. Um, and it and it happens with everything, man. It's every What's fucking What's happened since the fucking from... 50s and 60s as soon as TV and stuff like that really came out? Yeah. Like, if you look at like, like the really old, really old TV shows, the way that the like the older males or like the dads or the grandpas are betrayed, they're all just bitter, closed-minded cunts. Yeah. Like they're no not love. Like, like, oh, there's always an episode about, you know, you've never like... said I love you or whatever. Yeah. They're all misogynistic. They're all fucking chauvinist, like just caring about sex or whatever like that's all they're talking about like that's like that's the thing with with um in everybody loves raymond every second episode is about him trying to fucking have sex with his wife yeah and it's just like how many fucking episodes can you do about this theme yeah and then that just carries into life where you know guys are always like joking about yeah well like in front of the around their friends and whatever being like yeah i don't know the last time i got a fucking blowjob or whatever like those kind of things have just been normalized like it's yeah, such a yeah, re- yeah. weird concept that we have allowed those things. And when you look at it, like that's where it's all, where so much of it's come from. And it's the same, you know. Yeah, and it's subliminal as well. Yeah. So it's not like a lot of these people, like we've been sitting here pointing blame. It's subliminal as well. It's like as a kid, we were like hypersexualized. And now kids today are like mega ultra hypersexualized. And it causes damaging within your, like damage within yourself that you bring into relationships because you feel like the, 
the relationships are never like subconsciously going to fulfill you. So you constantly check because you're so like de- almost like desensitized in a certain way yep. to it. Well, look at what porn, like the availability of like, you know, you can literally, yeah. you search for something, there's a porno of it. Like you can yeah. search for the most like shoehorn tied to a string hitting the girl Brazilian, in the temple where Brazilian she rubs a fucking, as she rubs an expensive art piece on her clit. Like yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. search for yeah, it, it yeah, exists, yeah. right? Fucking um, Aircon hose, fucking flatulence. DP. <laughs> I don't know. It exists, man. You think of it, it, it fucking exists. And um, and without, I, I want to do another big part of this before because cancel culture is is rampant at the moment. I want to touch on it, but my problem with it all tying into what we were just saying is that it's so fucking picky and choosy, depending on what people fucking want. Yeah, and it's just giving these 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 dark humans an outlet to fucking yeah. be outraged see, about see, shit. See, that's the thing with the internet is like that's one thing about the internet that I don't like. It gives dumbasses and fuckwits a voice, a platform. Yeah, but, which and is, I hate it. And I it's only the most fuckwits that are the ones being yeah, the most vocal. Because because like people like people like me is like I, I just like. Don't really go hunting to comment on shit, man. Yeah. Like I'm just not going like I'm always with other shit. So and these people, they don't have a life. Yeah. So their whole life is on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, commenting shit. Yeah. Bringing negativity. And because that's all they do, when you do fucking scroll on there, that's all you see. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. It's, it's it's something where um, you know, as I said, it's that understanding of Tying back to what we were saying, that understanding of that 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 is in place, and these social engineering cues and whatever are there, is part of what helps me avoid it and yeah. deal with it. Yeah. When you understand, when you see it that it's there, and you understand what they're trying you know, to do, you, and you, you understand know how to navigate re- it, bro. You understand the reason for it is because yeah. they want us. They want women buying every fucking seven signs of aging cream. Yeah, that, they want they want women thinking that. they're fat. Yeah, they want women thinking that they're fucking nothing or that they're worthless or whatever it is. They want men thinking that they're not allowed to fucking have emotions and toughen up and whatever. Like yeah. you know, um, they've even that's the kind of those themes again have existed in these TV shows. Like, well, well one thing that was interesting for me was like when I was growing up was was alcohol. Is like I've I've never liked beer. Like I, I'll have a beer every now and then just because like, why not? You know. But I've never been like hell a flavor aficionado of beer. Like yeah. you know what I mean. I'm just like it's just never been my thing. Um, and I've always liked vodka. So it's just always been vodka. And every time I even like talked about, oh fuck it, I don't really feel like drinking. I'm just gonna buy cruises. Oh cruises, what are you a fucking girl? Like, yeah. And and and, and it's interesting because now it feels like that narrative is completely switched because, like, like literally, like, three-quarters of my mates will rock up with a fucking like, a car with cruises. With a car cruises, yeah. It's such this big thing now as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, though, and you don't realise how many of those little things exist. I read a thing, and I can't remember who shared it yesterday, and it was, it was pretty fucking intense. It was like, um, one of the things I saw was like, you know, it's funny how every girl, not, not to, we're going to finish on a really dark note, but, that's all right. Um, we'll finish on a dark note. Then we'll come back in the next in the next couple of weeks. Let, let's, let's let's lay the gauntlet right now. We're doing a cancel culture episode because we haven't yeah. done one. We actually haven't gone in and found the most ridiculous like cancel culture things. Like you know, Mister Pota- you know the whole Mister Potato Head thing. Yeah, they're not calling it Mister Potato Head him- oh, anymore. They're calling it the. Well, did you see the one I shared? We won't go into what I was going to say. We'll leave that for another time. But did you see right. the one I shared? Um, that was like. Uh, I'm so glad they cancelled Pepe Le Pew. Now I know my son's safe so he can get back to his GTA yeah, yeah, yeah. and beat the fuck I out of a hooker because yeah, yeah. he doesn't want to pay her money. 
Like that's fucking great. And that's uh, the thing where we're picking and choosing what we get outraged oh, about. Aunt, the whole Aunt Jemima, you know the Aunt Jemima? Yeah. Like it, it, it's a black woman on the bottle of the thing and they cancelled it. Yeah. And it's like, isn't that going completely going against what you're fighting for? Yeah. Why are you cancelling a strong black woman as a label? Yeah. That, yeah, that makes no I mean. sense. It, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Uncle Ben's I think was the other one where it had like a thing and they changed that to like something else. Yeah, yeah. They didn't have that, that face on there anymore. And like, as I said... It's a difficult thing because what we talked about with the whole change the date thing and I think that there is room to make changes that positively impact. But I feel like it's just so warped and broken. Oh, it is. And that, yeah. that you know, we need to honestly work as a society to find out what people on the ground actually care about. Not some fucking corporation. Yeah. Not some fuckwit with, an inter- with a Twitter account. Yeah, not the, lo- like, not, not, do- not the ones who read the loudest. Yeah. Basically. You know, look at this thing. You know, I... I um, uh, there's a very uh, amazing uh, Aboriginal woman that I do comedy with and, you know, she was vocal about the coon cheese thing and said, I love that it's being changed because, um, you know, literally she wrote an example of her like bumping into someone accidentally in the shops and the person being like, oh, you fucking coon, like weeks ago. Yeah. Like, it was okay. only very recent. So, look, again, I understand there's a reason for that. If we, if that name can go out of existence and slowly phase out the slur and that as well, then yeah. I, I see a reason for that to be done. And I, and, and I see a basis for some of these things that need to be changed. But a lot of the stuff, especially with content, it needs to be – people need to be given awareness – not deleting things from history and pretending yeah. they didn't exist. Not book burning on a digital scale, man. That's what I have a problem yeah. with. Don't just pretend things didn't happen or didn't exist. Yeah. You know, put a warning in front of Pepe Le Pew and be like, this kind of behavior was obviously more reflecting of what the values that the people held when they were making it at the time. Yeah. It's not a reflection of where we're at as a society. And if, someone and, can and watch that's where that you can draw like, those wow. lessons. We've grown. We've yeah. grown as a society rather than yeah. kids never knowing that that existed yeah. because they want to pretend like that didn't exist as opposed to allow us to learn and grow from from our own behaviours. Yeah. You know, a big one is, man, I, and I think about this all the time, when I went through high school and whatever, man, everything was fucking gay, fucking you're a faggot. Yeah, every, oh, yeah, 100% it Every was. Yeah, second yeah, yeah. fucking word. This Dude. is fucking gay, gay, yeah. gay, gay. And, like, I've tried so hard I've had to work so hard to get that out of my yeah, me too, man. Because me it too. was just ingrained. Yeah, because all me. the TV shows, everything was just gay, like yeah. you're a fucking faggot and shit yeah. like that. And I never, for me, it was never like a homosexual thing. It was just what was said. Do you know what I mean? Like I've, I've literally, in my life, I've literally never ever had a problem with homosexuality. Yeah. But that was just the words that were said. And over the last X amount of years, I've, I, I, like, like you, I've tried very hard to get that out of my yeah. vocabulary because it makes people uncomfortable. Well, think about you know, two like, things I can think of right now that, like, you think you look back and you're like, at the time it was like hilarious, but now you're like, what the fuck? Like, that's you know, the first one is uh, hangover, whereas like paging Doctor Faggot. Dr. Faggot. It's like, that's not okay when you look at it through today's lenses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Even fucking Fast and the Furious. Next time get a fat burger and fries for two ninety five. faggot. Like, it's yeah. just, it was just such a fucking It was. Go-to. It was just a word. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I even, uh, like, uh, I had a, uh, a sibling um, who, you know, was out and whatever, and he had a go at me for saying it. And I argued with him back then, like, well, I don't mean it against the thing, but I'm like, yeah, but if I'm then using it, and it's also being used as those things, then I'm I'm leaning into that same thing. Whether I mean it in that way or not, it's still a trigger. You know, if, if you're, like I said with the, the person who's like, you know, if you're looking through the shops and you're walking through the aisle and you're, the, you know, you're a pl- proud black woman who's had this slur used against you all the time 
and you can see the 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 cheese in the aisle, then I can understand in the same way that when a a person who's like struggling with their sexuality hears people getting called a faggot over yeah, and over again yeah, on, that's it. Um, on a TV show, how that would trigger something in them. So there are certain ones that I believe that we can grow from and learn. Yeah. But the problem is, is that the waters become muddied because then they go on this rampage and cancel all of this shit yeah, that yeah. they should just be educating instead of deleting. Dr. Zeus is the big fucking yeah, one at the yeah, moment. Yeah, 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 um, It's look, they're, they're, they're almost shooting shooting, their, shooting themselves in the foot, but like in, in a weird way, it's almost like, the, like their actions are like just in, like they're trying to seem righteous and just in a certain way to stand up for that shit, but their actions are the ones that actually are repressing that shit. Yeah. It's quite odd. But anyway, I think we'll leave it here. Thanks for coming around, my friend. That was a good one. That was a great episode. If you're still listening at this point, thank you very much. As always. As always. You know what to do. Fucking share it around. Get on our Instagram because I'm. It's a fucking hard slog trying to grow. It's a that. hard look. It's it's a hard slog. But like at the end of the day, all we care about is that you you guys enjoy it. Really. I hope you saw my so. post or our post the other day. Obviously about um you know what we've got coming up. Um we're really gonna fucking take this rocket ship to the moon. Fucking earth. Um over the next few weeks, it's just been um it's been a crazy year, man. And that's the one. Yeah. It's just been it's been yeah. a crazy year. I think the kind of hangover of Corona and that as well is yeah. just kind of really hitting the world. The next few months will will be like the hangover will be done and like everyone will be raring to go again. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I feel that. I mean, look at. The fucking um, uh, there's a show coming up at NSS with twenty three nineteen and that and it fucking sold out. Yeah, honestly, it's a, it's at a it's at obviously for people who don't know, but it's at a like a pretty like far out place for a bands to be. It's like yeah, in the heart yeah. of the northern suburbs. I've never gone to a show that's sold out there before. Yeah. Maybe it's 40, because of reduced... 40 minutes from the city, really. Yeah. Uh, for And maybe because they've got reduced capacity or whatever with Corona. But again, I just assumed I was going to be able to walk through the door and get a ticket. And yeah. For it to sell out is a sign of how keen people, people are. are keen. We've got a festival, a heavy metal festival coming to Adelaide soon that we're just yeah. absolutely going chomping Brizzy, at the Going to Melbourne, Sydney as well. So. Yeah. So um, I, think, I think there's going to be a lot of cool shit coming out. And look, yeah. the, the an amazing thing, man, like... Fringe has had the most almost sellout year that they've ever had. Yeah, true. Like the Rhino Room had a night the other night where like of their 12 shows on in the night, every single one of them sold out, which I don't know had it even happened in the time that the person who's running the Rhino Room had been running it, which has been like over a decade. So that's how much people are fucking keen like to can. get out to shows and, and to do things, man. And, and hopefully we keep that steam engine train rolling. Oh, yeah. We're putting coal in, mate. We're putting coal in. We're putting coal in. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.